Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Brownie Points. I'm Dan. I'm Nick. And this is the podcast where a guy with a film degree. And a guy who knows how to work a DVD player. Talk to you about movies. It is time for another news update. We talk about a viral video with Pedro Pascal. Kevin Feige gives an update on Captain America's potential return. And is MoviePass returning? All that and a little bit more on this episode of Brownie Points. Hello, everybody. Happy Sunday. There it is. Not beer this time. Beer because it... Oh, it is a beer pop? I didn't know if it was uh, still too early. Yeah, I'm off work. <laughs> I can't remember if it was still too early for a beer. Um... <laughs> Happy... Bo- no, it's not. It's post-work. <laughs> Happy belated uh, St. Patrick's Day uh, as well. Uh, <laughs> that feel good? Yeah. Happy St. Patty's Day. <laughs> See, people heard me say it before you because of my burp. That was the plan. <laughs> uh, yes, we are taping this uh, the day after, and you guys are hearing this many days after, but uh, still, happy St. Patrick's Day. Hopefully it was a safe holiday for you all. Uh, but it is, once again, a Brownie Bites News Update Sunday Long-time listeners know we never like to jump right into the reviews. We like to delve into the world of entertainment and update you on the stories that are worth talking about. So, first off, um, well, I guess how our weeks have been. Uh, we always like to do a little personal update. Uh, I'm kind of on cloud nine. If I'm going to be a little transparent, I just watched Justice League. Uh, we're not talking about it until next week, and I'm not going to say anything else other than I saw it. Um, because <laughs> Nick, you haven't watched it yet, but I did because this was the only day that I could watch it in one four-hour sitting. That I, was the thing that's funny is you. We both discussed how are we watching it, and I was like, "Oh, I'm watching it in one sitting." And you were like, "Are you gonna have time?" And thankfully, Kelsey is volunteering to do something over the weekend, so she's gonna be gone for actually like a four to six-hour chunk. So I will watch it Saturday morning, barring technical difficulties. Yeah, hope like what happened like what happened the day it premiered i will um i will tell more about that story when we actually tape the review but uh yeah i had a lot of technical issues trying to watch it at 10 in the morning the day it dropped so (laughs) i it's a whole it's a whole thing i'll i'll explain it later but i mean that's honestly the only thing that i have really worth uh updating you guys on in my life i'm still going to work every day still feeling fine a month out from covid uh i it's it's what it is i'm just i'm just currently just i literally just finished justice league uh less than an hour ago so i still have all that running through my head while i'm about to run through all these new stories with y'all but uh yeah nick has uh anything interesting happened to you in the past week i had monday and tuesday off went up monday to get my summer set of tires put on my car um Got that done. Turns out they put in TPMS sensors that were dead. So the following day, I was back at a different uh, uh, tire store by where I live under the same chain name, and I was having them replace those for free. Scheduled some other work on my car for later in April. And uh, saw a very good friend on uh, Saturday and Sunday. Justin was able to come hang out for a bit, so that was good. Um, But... No, I didn't really do too much. It's been a pretty quiet week, other than the torrential downpours our state has gotten all day. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm surprised I can't hear the rain right now while we're taping, but that's good. I mean, 
uneventful weeks aren't bad. So yeah. um, I just ugh, I just wish I could talk about the movie, but I'm I'm withholding. I'm withholding. Let's talk about fishing. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk more about cars. <laughs> Uh, I have okay. I do. I I I do want to say one thing. We I mentioned this channel, um, in the Too Fast Too Furious bonus review. But seeing how this is the first review or the first thing that's going to come out this week, I did actually find the name. I listened to the Fast and Furious review that we did, um, and I mentioned the guy. and I couldn't think of his name. His name is Craig Lieberman. He was the technical advisor for the first two movies. I can't remember if he was on the third or not, but. Uh, my point is, he has a YouTube channel, and if you want to hear the history of that told by a guy, of that series, that is told by a guy that has so much knowledge on it, it's incredible. Find Craig Lieberman's YouTube channel, and just because he goes over the build of most of the big, iconic hero cars, the stories of how he got involved with the series, his favorite cars, most iconic cars, least favorite cars. Um, just a tremendous amount of information um about the history of that franchise i hi at least the cars so i highly recommend find craig lieberman's youtube channel i have been watching that like crazy the past 48 hours i'm gonna actually write that down so. i i did send you one of his videos right after we finished recording last night but it was pretty late so i don't expect you to remember to have watched it yeah i've i've been a little well i went to <laughs> i went to bed not too long after we taped yesterday but uh I'm planning on watching those when I can. Um, I just, of watch, course, watch the two, watch the at least some of Craig's or Craig Lieberman's videos, but watch the Doug DeMiro video I sent you of Suki's S2000. It's, it's kind of fascinating the stuff you'll learn about movie production, like movie cars. I, I, I'm definitely going to check it out. I just, of course, Justice League came out on the busiest weekend I've had uh, since the year started. So, <laughs> and. You at least you were smart. You knocked out Snyder Cut, and then you got um, Falcon Winter Soldier coming out tomorrow. I'm, me and Kelsey are pretty excited because she was like, "Oh, now that Black Widow's over, what's going to be our Friday thing to watch?" And I was like, "Well, Falcon and the Winter Soldier's in two weeks, which was when uh, WandaVision ended." Ooh, I either gotta get up extra early and watch that, or I have to watch it Saturday when I come home because I'm going out of town. <laughs> just wake up early. It's probably only gonna be like thirty minutes to forty minutes, so just wake up a little early. Yeah, I hmm, that might be actually what I do actually, but hey, neither here nor there. Uh, <laughs> not involved with any of the news that we have. Uh, but yes, that is worth note that Falcon and Winter Soldier is starting after we had a week off with nothing because Wandavision, the best thing Marvel's done since Infinity War ended. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's it's pretty good. I don't know about one of the best things they ever did, but I I do really like it. Yeah. Oh, we should no. We're not. We're not a TV show podcast. Let's. <laughs> I'm sure we'll. It could be. We have to cover. We end up covering like next pimp my ride. Uh, oh God. <laughs> Angry Beavers. Uh... Oh, Angry Beavers. <laughs> no, we need to do a Hey Arnold recap. Cat dog. Hey, Hey Arnold. Hey recap. Arnold. Actually, Hey Arnold is very strange in that I remember watching it a lot as a kid, and then I heard about it a lot after I got into college because people our age like started rediscovering it through streaming or something yeah it's or on they a... we're buying the seasons on dvd i don't know it's on hulu but... okay so it must have been streaming but what i've heard is a lot of people like in our age demographic that grew up with that show are like hey there are a lot of themes in this that actually make it more of like a young adult teenager show than it ever was really a kid's show i really thought you were gonna start that with it was a really strange show 
because he had a football for a head. <laughs> no, like the the gentleman that the gentleman that escaped. I think it was Vietnam, like the fall of Saigon. Um, the guy trying to find his and trying to find his adopted daughter. The big issue with Arnold's parents disappearing and how he felt aimless in life at times. Uh, the kid, the uh, pigeon guy that was so traumatized that he escaped and found like and just became a guy that loved birds because they wouldn't judge him. The kid that was too scared to leave a stoop and overcoming fear. Like there's a lot of really grown up themes in the show that when you think about think about we watched it as kids thinking it was a kid's show. And that's part of the that's yeah, it's and it takes place in just a normal, I think Queens it's one of it's not Manhattan, but it's one of the the like more suburban I've always, areas of I've New York. I've always thought it was a suburb of New York City. Yeah, I just can't remember. Or if not it's, a su- not a suburb. Suburb's not the right word, but like a borough is that the word i'm not from new york it's a it's a lewis and uh it's an it's a neighborhood it's a neighborhood can you can you fill me in on your new york slang it's a it's a neighborhood in one of the boroughs i i i don't know i might be way 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 wrong guessing it's queens but um but no that's kind of cool though like yeah because new york is such a melting pot like it gives it gives them the liberty to do things like that but um and it's got stark tower (laughs) yeah Oh my God, we beca- we became a mini Hey Arnold podcast there for a second. Um. <laughs> that honest, honestly, dude, that actually is a very good idea because I'm close to finishing King of the Hill. I'm on season twelve. Nice. My if Hey Arnold's still on Hulu. I might watch it after that. I think it is. Don't quote me on it. I'm pretty sure it's on Hulu though. Um, or I'll just rewatch the entire series of King of the Hill because my wife loves the fact that I have that show on nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Don't Let's... tempt me, Kelsey. <laughs> Nick, how about we get into the news? Uh, we got quite a bit of uh, news to cover this week. Um, of course, how we usually start, uh, who passed away this week. Uh, whenever somebody of note passes away, we give them a little a little remembrance. Uh, this one touches uh, touches my heart a little bit uh, because I'm such a fan of like the, the biggest film that he was a part of. Uh, Yafit Kodo, he has passed away at 81. He uh, was an alien, and he was also in uh, the Roger Moore 007 film Live and Let Die. He was Mr. Big. Um, I didn't have it right in front of me, so I'm trying to pull up his character's name specifically in Alien, but um, the original one from uh, Ridley Scott in 1979. Uh, Dead Air. Oh, and uh, Parker. He played Parker. There it is. Um, He... Nick, when we were talking about it off mic, uh, he makes a notably uh, <laughs> a notably interesting face during the chestburster scene. But um, it's I it's it's sad. Um, it was sad hearing that um, because I, I I've, they say I, what he died of. I I didn't see it personally, um, but I just Alien just means so much to me. I think it's one of the best films ever made. And then he was the first um, top billed African American uh, in. Uh, in the 007 franchise uh i just happened to see that and he was the villain of it but uh but yeah rest in peace we just want to give a take a little minute to acknowledge that and uh yeah our hearts go out to the kodo family yeah rest in peace right on so moving on to something a little bit funnier uh <laughs> nick, bowel you, movements <laughs> nick you just shared this this morning um i'm assuming you've watched uh the video like seven times at least like numerous I times numerous times <laughs> pedro pascal brought production of wonder woman 1984 to a screeching halt with his anus 
there's a blooper that's come out of him in the middle of a take ripping a fart and being like, oh, I farted, and it was much louder than I thought. And then I love the probably PA or AD in the background just going, yeah, I heard it. (laughs) (laughs) God, I wish I had a way to play that. Um, I don't know if it'd be copywritten or not, because it looked like it came from Warner Brothers, so I'd be a little worried about that. But It It looks like, to me, it looks like they are working on getting the special features ready for the Blu-ray to release it. And either they're putting some of it up, like here's what you can see and stuff like that. Or someone just had the video and just leaked it. Um, but yeah, it looks like it'd be copywritten. Oh my God. It's it's very much not someone, some random person's cell phone, but you're like, Oh yeah. I remember when he ripped ass so much that we had to stop the scene. Yeah. <laughs> God, it is really funny though, listeners. You, should, you need to go on our wall and check it out. It was it's it's pretty funny. It's a pretty beefy fart too. Like it's a very yeah. notable fart. <laughs> like in terms of like the girth of the fart, it's pretty good. Yaw, it's got a good. It's pretty good. And then like just like the substance. The only thing that we can't judge it on is smell, and that's kind of sad. <laughs> it's not a long fart, but it's a girthy fart. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 pretty potent pop out of the ass. So. <laughs> why do you look ashamed i wonder if he uh got some got some wop out of that some uh some wet ass pants <laughs> or wet ass poop <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh yeah that's that's all there is to that story <laughs> i wonder honestly that does that does raise the question of how many times does a scene get ruined by an actor uh burping farting throwing up or crapping their pants in the middle of a take <laughs> i bet not that often <laughs> i want to know the numbers <laughs> for a scientific study <laughs> somebody oh my god there's already so much downtime on set just some some extras in the background are talking just like why aren't we why aren't we rolling yet i heard ben affleck crapped his pants <laughs> I heard he's an alcoholic. <laughs> he walks out, he's like, I am Ben Affleck, and I'm an alcoholic pants crapper. <laughs> it's been 72 hours since I last crapped my pants. <laughs> oh, so brave, Ben, so brave. <laughs> and if you're thinking we're blowing this out of proportion, we are. Yep. <laughs> good good pregnant pause there. That was funny. <laughs> Oh my god! It's so pregnant, it came to term, and out came a bouncing baby boy. <laughs> uh, the next story, which, by the way, bouncing baby boy is such a weird expression. Are you saying like the baby like came out and like hit the floor and bounced like a basketball? Oh, that would in like the cyanide and happiness comic that I think you sent me. I can't remember if you or Ryan sent it to me. It was. Do you know what I'm talking about? I send you so many memes. You have to actually get specific. It's a it's a cyanide and happiness comic, like not a short, like because they make like regular panel comics, and like yeah, one of them is like this doctor uh, gives uh, births this baby, and then I can't remember what the exact text box was, but it was like yeah, and then he like slams it, like he's trying yeah. to slam a. I sent you. I I think I sent you that one. <laughs> I can't. What did he say in the last frame after he gronk spiked it? I I can't remember. I can't remember. I think I sent this to you a while ago though. Oh yeah, no, you're, it's gonna take a minute for you to find it. We don't have to right now. <laughs> I'm not trying to find it. I'm just trying to find other memes to quote to you. <laughs> I'd like to return this, man. That's a prom dress. I know that. This is a hardware store. Yeah. Is. Is that not the end of the conversation? Are you sassing me? 
Kinda. <laughs> Dude, um, speaking of hilarious stories, we got a series of hilarious stories this week, so that's a nice little change of pace um, for us. The next story that we have... Did I send you the... <laughs> Did I send you this one? Well, let the camera... Oh, the the Cobain one? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you sent me that one. <laughs> don't, don't elaborate. But, but... <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, no, I'm going it to... It's a two-panel two meme, and it takes a turn real fast. Yeah, I'll leave it at Kurt Cobain. Um, <laughs> you've definitely sent me that. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, man, but... Anyway, here, uh, our next story, um, God, this one, this is probably my favorite story of the week. Some, <laughs> some, some genius on YouTube, and I don't mean that sarcastically, some literal genius on YouTube, his name is Bob, uh, Wolf, uh, but it's spelled W-U-L-F-F, he figured out a way to not only rip Tenant uh, onto his computer, but he was able to convert it and then download it onto game boy color cartridges and oh my god the tech specs on this are amazing his video diary about making this is hilarious literally he takes a copy of tenant which presumably could have been like in 4k and he had to downscale it to uh game boy advanced cartridges actually because of the the sp and uh to do that he couldn't have it even in 24 frames per second he had to downscale it to six frames per second and at a pixel uh, ratio or resolution of like 200 by 150, or I, I don't have that exact number in front of me, but it's a ridiculously tiny file. But even still, because it's two hours and 40 minutes, it's on five cartridges. And he even photoshopped five different cartridges with stills from the movie and like I... Tenet Part 1, Tenet Part 2. And oh my God, I love everything I about just... this story. <laughs> I just want to see because... Uh, I think I've said it before. I heard it on Lights, Camera, Barstool in an interview that Christopher Nolan walks around with, like, different, like, cells of film to show, like, the differences in them. And I would just love if he saw him walking down the street and he's like, hey, can you show me the film things? And then he does. And he's like, hey, you want to see this? And then he shows it to him and he just and then he drops to the ground and he's screaming and he's just showing it to him. And he's like, this is why you're kind of pompous dial it down because people will do stupid things like this to get a rise out of you. Oh my gosh. Everything about this is just so hilarious. He couldn't obviously play it because of copyright, but he posted some still images and you can just see like how blocky it is. And I can only imagine how awful the sound mix would come I, through the one speaker in the center of the SP. <laughs> I would have I would have loved if during action sequences he played the Pokemon like battle music where it's like They're like running around shooting machine guns. Oh my gosh, guys, this it's it's on our wall too. We're, we always pull these stories from our wall after we share them. And oh my god, you guys need to watch this. Uh Bob Wolf's video of turning Tenet into a video into a Game Boy game. It's it's the best thing that you'll have seen if you're a movie geek like a or like me at least. It's ah, God, such a great story. Shout out to you, Bob. Are I, you saying I'm not a movie geek? I you're the DVD player. You're the you're the one that plays the DVDs. You're turning into a movie geek. You haven't earned your degree yet. You, but thank you, <laughs> dude. I went to school for for two years. So oh, actually, yeah, two years. You should have your degree now. Yeah, actually. Yeah. <laughs> now that I Seriously. say that out loud. <laughs> 
we've we've said it so many times, but seriously, fall sale. Where's my degree? Yeah, you should you should have one by now. Actually, that's pretty funny that I say that. Um, the uh, it's God, such a great story. We just had to talk about it for a minute. Um, the next thing that we have um in our and the last in our trilogy of hilarious stories, Ryan Reynolds, actor from Deadpool, went on a Twitter to live tweet his very first and drunk experience watching 2011's masterpiece not really green lantern and oh my god i have his twitter feed up in front of me uh he has several several pictures he took of his tv several clips um this is so amazing looking through this um he did it while drinking some of his own gin um he uh he owns a gin company and uh, posted a pretty interesting looking cocktail. Um, called I think he called it the Green Lantern. I'm trying to find it. Uh, but anyway, my gosh, it's uh I'm trying to cherry pick some of the great tweets. You know what on we here. need to do mm-hmm. is we need to buy his gin and because I've only I think I've only had gin one time and it was like Bombay Blue Sapphire, and it tasted. Very, have you ever had gin? Like straight gin, not mixed anything, just gin. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of it. It's not my it's, favorite. It tastes very vegetable-y. Like it, like you drink it, and it's like I taste carrots and I taste celery. I we should try his gin. I'll try and it, and then when we don't like it, drink Pink Whitney. Uh, uh. here the, <laughs> after he posted, here it is. Lantern's Light is the name of the drink. It's a uh, 1.5 ounces of aviation gin, one ounce of apple pucker, half ounce of lemon juice, and top with ginger ale. Uh, but right after that, his very first tweet is, um, it's apparently the only, <laughs> I'm reading this verbatim, by the way, so I know I'll have to censor this. It's apparently the only movie in existence that's not streaming anywhere, so you're SOL if you want to watch along, but I'm going ge- uh, going deep. Hashtag, uh, Ginner in a movie, hashtag aviation gin. Oh, Jenner in a movie. <laughs> Ginger? No, I, uh, Jenner, like G-I-N-N-E-R, making a pun. I have no idea what you're talking about, but okay. He It was a hashtag he put at the end of his tweet where he said he couldn't find it. <laughs> okay. Um, so I've, I don't know if I've ever told you, I've actually seen about 15 minutes of this on television and it was so bad i stopped watching it so i've I've never actually seen green lantern all the way have you seen green lantern all the way not in the theater but i did watch it when it was um i i think it was on hbo go like back before hbo max was a thing i think it was on hbo go because um i i but yeah anyway answer your question yes i have seen the green lantern once because my ex actually liked it and i thought it was Yeah, I thought I told you that before. No. No, and it's... Dude, it's garbage. It is hot garbage. It is so bad. I remember at one point I did... um, My dad and I did the East Coast baseball trip that I've talked about before. um, And we went to a hotel and we watched Green Hornet in our hotel. And I remember thinking, I was like, wow. Movies based on, like, comic book or existing things with the word green in the title are having a really bad run right now. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I've seen, I've, I've seen, like, the costume, and I've seen a little bit of his training and some other things. But, like, 
I didn't really see it, but I just remember thinking it's just really bad, and it feels like the story's going forward because they just need the story to progress. It's I remember it just being awful, and people saying it was supposed to kill Ryan Reynolds' career. Oh, it almost did. It sure tried to. It got pretty damn close. He He's <laughs> one of those actors that when you look at how long it took for his career to get off the floor, like get going, I'm kind of amazed his career never died. Yeah. That's like he's been it's one of those things where he's been one bad movie away for several years of having his career in and then he kept putting out bad movies and it's like uh how is he just not, is it because he's like got a chiseled jawline like what is it oh dude here um a couple tweets that i'll just uh call out here and then uh, we can move on he shared a photo of the green lantern ring and it says still have the ring um he <laughs> he takes notes like how i take notes uh just copying down lines that make me laugh he wrote uh they should have sent a they should have sent a poet and then on top of that he put a gif of Jodie Foster with her saying poetry they should have sent a poet <laughs> and then the last one I'll, I promise the last one I'll read is um oath still works I stand by my oath performance so like when he's saying so, the lantern oath <laughs> so was this his first time ever seeing it uh, like he didn't even see it like once it was final and put together I apparently this is his first time watching it so um but well I okay well here's what it says right at the very beginning excited to see Snyder Cut but ahead of its debut and with aid of a good amount of aviation gin tonight at six I will be doing something I've never done actually watch Green Lantern happy St. Patrick's Day so there was stuff there was stuff going around that Snyder actually wanted Green Lantern in this in his Justice League and also considered having it be Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern I could see how that would have happened. I know what scene specifically it would have happened in, but it wouldn't have mattered, really. I'll just put it that way. It wouldn't have really mattered if that was Ryan in this specific moment or not, but I... Hey, cool. I gotta, if, if actually, I have, a question I, wa- I have a question I want you to spoil for me. Since Ant-Man didn't get gigantic in Thor's butthole and kill him in Infinity War, did they take advantage of someone doing that in Justice League Snyder Cut? No, no, unfortunately. You missed out, Zach. You missed out big time. I, you've seen the trailer. Steppenwolf looks 100% better. <laughs> His CGI is so much better. <laughs> speaking, speaking of Burr Crusher, I'm wearing my, uh, uh, your mom's house shirt that you got me and my, uh, two bears hat. I'm in full podcaster mode right now. Nice. I am, uh, I'm still wearing my shirt I wore yesterday because I haven't left the house yet. Um, <laughs> Did you bathe? Yes, I took a shower, but then I still just threw on this shirt just because. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> but I, do, yeah, I should have, I should have put on a, I should have put on one of my YMH shirts because I got two of them. Um, I want to, I want to get another. I, I want to get one of Tom's, uh, like, horrible injury. I kind of want to get the one they put up that looks like the Wheaties box. <laughs> Oh yeah, that I, I Tomorrow, yeah. Tomorrow's tomorrow's payday. I might actually buy one new YMH shirt. That that would be a good one. I like the I like the logo that they designed. <laughs> onwards now, I suppose to our next story. Uh, we have another superhero film update. Matt Reeves, the Batman. Uh. Thank you. <laughs> 
Matt Reeves, the Batman, wrapped filming a couple days ago, according to Matt Reeves' official Twitter, and it is still on pace to come out literally a year from from now on March 4th, 2022. A year from meow? Yeah. Right meow? A year from right meow? Right meow, meow, right meow, right meow, right meow. I cannot say that faster than that. <laughs> I remember I remember working at a store in the mall, and we actually would try the meow challenge on customers. Oh. <laughs> Did you ever win? <laughs> yeah. What's funny is I remember at that job regularly saying, what are you going to do, fire me? I'm your best salesman all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Nick, you're goofing off. What are you going to do, fire me? Watch your sales plummet. Go for it. (laughs) (laughs) Fun fact, that store right as I was putting in my two weeks was going through a lot of uh, turnover. And I was like, by the way, I'm quitting. Nice. (laughs) I'm quitting because I I need to leave for school. And they're like, what? What if we made you manager? And I was like, no. Yeah. That doesn't put you an hour and a half further south to where I'm going to school. Yeah. it does. (laughs) That's too funny. That doesn't. I, I want an actual, like, education, and you can't give me that, so bye. <laughs> you can't get me discounts on a bunch of apparel and hats that I would wear, but school and my, at-the-time, girlfriend. Oh, now wife. I was, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, wait, what? <laughs> no, at, at the time, at-the-time girlfriend and now wife. I should probably finish that sentence betterly than i did my my also i said betterly <laughs> i didn't know what to call out first betterly or how you just disrespected kelsey <laughs> i didn't disrespect kelsey i know i just busted I your acknowledged boss. her existence <laughs> the absolute minimum a husband should do <laughs> yeah i'm sorry that i have problems that i don't work on but <laughs> Bart, do you know where the remote is? <laughs> no, no, no. You, every time you say it, you you skip the part that makes it the funniest. Bart, do you know where the remote is? <laughs> no, the real best part is right after that when he uses the megaphone in Marge's face at point blank. It was it was in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. Anyway, uh, so yeah, I said the Batman rap filming. Woo! Congrats! I'm super excited. Can't wait for another trailer. Uh, the other. So how? So how far? Or how long was it shut down for the uh, the coronavirus outbreak that they had? That's a great question. I didn't actually recap any more other than like the headline I saw and like the tweet I saw because I went to Matt Reeves' Twitter just to like see it was from him. But I don't yeah. know. I don't know how long it was shut down. I know there were two weeks where Robert Pattinson had it. So I I couldn't remember if it was two weeks or a month because I thought it was they did it for I thought they did it for a month because it was Robert tested positive and then they're like okay we got to wait for him to carry out and then we also have to have the incubation period go for everyone else and just have them locked down. So I thought it was like three weeks to a month. It it, it may have been. That's a that's a, when you say it like that. That's a lot a reasonable delay but i i don't know in general but i all i know right now is that like they are done and they're sticking to the march 2022 date um that they established a, a while ago so thank god so the, <laughs> I've, I've actually i've got another movie production question just because i'm i'm the dvd guy as you so elegantly put it <laughs> <laughs> by the way i'm not nearly as outraged as i'm pretending to be um, <laughs> 
So is this is this like a crazy long like post production time where they're do like you said it was March of 2022. So is it basically a year. Is that like a normal time frame of like all right, we wrap filming, now we're going to like work on assembling the movie and doing the effects and all this and music and all that stuff. Is this like uh, a normal time frame like a year? A big budget movie like this, it's maybe a tad longer than average. Like it's it's right it's right about average. Um, it's not going to take the entire year probably. Yeah. But cuz you you've told me you told me well before we even did the did the show once you see a trailer that means there's a final cut of a movie. Dad, typically. Uh, or no no, I'm sorry. A rating. Once you get a rating for a movie, that means the the movie's finished. Yeah, when you get when you get rated, that means you sent the MPAA either an 100% done movie or literally like 99.95% done like maybe absolute like finite minor tweaks still left but essentially the movie's done when you get rated so um we you can get a trailer whenever a movie can be in the middle of post production and still drop some teasers but no this this coming out literally a year from now uh makes sense they'll probably only need like six or seven months to actually do post-production and then they'll spend the rest of that time uh just with marketing so okay no that's it's it's not a this is this is about average for a movie like this big yeah i i would expect a year turnaround after they wrap filming okay i'm just asking because there's probably people like me that don't know yeah no that's a fair question there's several other just dvd player people (laughs) that's actually funny you say that because the second part of this uh that i pulled was venom 2 Venom is being pushed from uh, May t- or uh, June 25th of this year to September 17th, 2021. And I read that they are still, like, at the tail end of filming. So <laughs> so that turnaround is actually kind of bothersome to me. Like, it's, it's still a decent, like, a semi-decent amount of time. But I'm curious how much of post-production they've gone ahead and jump ahead like while they've had makes, these delays in filming, it makes it sound like it makes it sound like there's reshoots. I, they may be resh- they may just be reshoots. Yeah, I it didn't say specifically. It was talking about like, like they're they're done they're done with principal photography and they went back and like actually we need to tweak these things. What I, what I see did what I saw didn't say like that specifically. They were talking. It did the quote did say that like we've been extra cautious with the uh, the the COVID protocols, so we've been careful about like the times that we're shooting. But um, that. That would be an interesting question to have answered by people that are in the industry for, like, pretty established in the industry for a long time that are in, like, the, like, once principal photography finishes and they're, like, all done filming to be like, hey, normally they bring you pretty much everything once it's done and then you assemble the movie. But under COVID like this, are they sending you, like, hey, we've got chunks of the movie already done. Here's your footage. Already start assembling the movie. We're going to be filming it, but we just it's just because we have to take extra precautions because of the virus. That be that actually would be a pretty interesting thing to find out. Like how drastically different was it? Not necessarily filming the movie, but like assembling the movie compared to normal because of the virus. Zack Snyder could actually answer that question because he did do reshoots for the Snyder Cut. He did he did literally reshoot movie or parts of the that movie. That might be the one time I actually want to hear him talk about that damn movie. Yeah, the the Jared Leto scene, like not a surprise, Jared is in it. Like you we've talked about it before on the show. Yeah. Like yeah, he shot that just a couple months ago. So the turnaround time to get that into the movie is Cause, insane. Cuz we had oh, 
damn it, what was the movie called uh, that was filmed entirely during COVID and it only had two actors in it? Oh, um, uh, 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 Malcolm and Marie. Malcolm and Marie. Obviously, that one's different because the entire thing was done during COVID, so they like put an f- emphasis into doing it with as few people as possible, obviously. And it's a bottle but, movie, so it's one location. But pe- but people making standard blockbuster movies like The Batman, um, Venom, yeah. stuff like that, where it's it's still massively in production during COVID, I think that would be interesting. Like a, Not like an art house or artsy movie, but like a general get audiences in seats, popcorn sales up, action blockbuster type movie. Well, like uh, TV shows too, like TV shows, like uh, the the CBS crime procedurals, like all the stuff on local channels are going back into production. They, um, they've been shooting um, the, the, uh, oh, what was I trying to say? WandaVision had to shoot some in uh, COVID protocol. Um, this Showtime show I was watching, Your Honor, they had to shoot the last like two or three episodes of that in COVID protocol. Like, it's it's it will come out. We we will if not already. If we just it, did a little deep dive on Google, could find it. But it it deserve it deserves its own the day the sports stood still esque documentary of tell us about your industry being affected by this virus. I, it, it, especially like you were saying, ones that were already in production, like TV shows, like like WandaVision. WandaVision yeah. had to WandaVision had to film like the last probably two episodes under COVID protocols too, from what I read but yeah it was it wasn't just sitting on the shelf just waiting like they had to finish it still yeah and (laughs) and that's that's the thing that's interesting is like you know there were movies that wrapped in a week later they were having all these shutdowns so it's like okay your assembly of the movie is all during covid i'm talking like yeah you're in the middle of filming the movie or you started filming the movie post covid Oh, oh, I just realized Tom Cruise is going to have a whole thing about that because they're shooting like right now Mission Impossible uh, 7 or 8, whichever one. Yeah. So he could so he could talk all about that like right now while they're sh- shooting in Europe. It's not like he did. Uh, he talked to the cast about it. <laughs> it's kind not of like... aggressively. I don't know if you heard it. <laughs> it's not like Top Gun because Maverick's just sitting on the shelf like Maverick is done. So yeah, we just haven't seen got, it yet. We got trailers and a rating for that pre shutdown. And uh, No Time to Die, the 007 movie, that's that's literally been sitting on the shelf for like a year and a half now because it was supposed to come Be- out last Thanksgiving. Speaking of movies that have been sitting on the shelf, what about one of our other news stories, the uh, uh, Black Widow news? Oh yes, let's go ahead and segue into that. Um, uh, I'll push the I'll push the we'll, t- we'll talk about uh, Chris Evans after because uh, we'll just go ahead and talk about this. Uh, Disney CEO, who we talked about a week or two, a week or two ago about uh, the state of theaters he was talking to bloomberg the 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 news outlet uh my mo- mostly financial news outlet he was talking about how black widow is going to be a last minute call in terms of how its theatrical rollout is going to be so i pulled the entire quote uh i think it's worth reading um he says quote our situation and our conditions change chapik told bloomberg just a few weeks ago Theaters in New York and Los Angeles weren't even open. Now, all of a sudden, they are open, so we are willing to see how uh, perspective, prospective uh, theatergoers respond to these reopenings. We are going to remain flexible. We'll make the call probably at the last minute in terms of how these films come to market, whether it's Black Widow or any other title. That is what he told the outlet Bloomberg. So... We still have no idea when the hell we're going to see Black Widow. <laughs> Bottom well, line. He, 
he he sounds that sounds like a man that said, you know what? I've tried my damnedest to like work with the theater industry, but I'm tired of pushing this movie. And frankly, we've got television shows coming out. Like we can't go back into this limbo with this series anymore. This movie needs to come out. It's going to come out in theaters because most states are open, but L.A. and New York are kind of in the infancy stage. While like our state has been doing movies like this since august he sounds like he sounds like i have tried as hard as i can and i can't delay this anymore it's either coming to theaters exclusively or it's going to be some sort of thing where it's in theaters or you can do something on disney plus we have and we're yet to figure it out that's what it sounds like it sounds like i am at my wits end with trying to only do a theater release of this movie and i have to just i he sounds like he's fully committed to the release date to me, but he's not fully committed to the theater's exclusivity, exclusive, whatever the word is. Exclusivity. Exclusive, yeah, exclusivity to theaters. He doesn't sound as f- fully committed to that because he has tried so hard and he's like, I, ju- I can't continue delaying this just for the theaters because the- our customers want to see it. And we have this distribution option that people have been begging us to use for almost a year for this. So you know what? The demand's there. Yeah, that's what I wanted to add on to that is that it's the Marvel brand that is making this so damn difficult for him. If this was because Mulan went there, Raya and the Last Dragon went there. Uh, We just this morning, Uh, I this morning, I soul went there. Yeah, soul. Thank you. Yeah, soul went there. Uh, just this morning, I personally almost pulled my hair out trying to watch the the Snyder Cut, because he's because Bob is probably thinking the same thing. Oh my God, Disney is literally going to crash probably for days if we just drop Black Widow, even with a paywall, because enough people are a majority of the viewers are going to pay that paywall. People just want to see this movie before it becomes completely irrelevant, which I believe we are at that precipice right now of people just yes. not giving a crap about well, there, it. There have, there have been articles where people said the problem with Black Widow is if you ramp out ramp up the advertising for this again, how much am I how much are people truly going to care? Because you you've delayed it, it this threw off so much of the timeline. Because we were supposed to get this Falcon Winter Soldier and WandaVision in a different order, I think originally and then COVID hit i don't think wandavision was supposed to be the first thing i think it was supposed to be falcon and the winter soldier and then black widow and then wandavision i think i think that's the order it was yeah i I think that was the order don't don't quote me on that but it was supposed to be hey we're going to transition to we're doing a disney plus series but it's going to be an action series like what you normally get with these movies then we're going to do a regular action movie like you normally get, but then we're going to go back and we're going to address Disney Plus, but we're going to start taking risks with kind of an out there weird kind of trippy thing for Disney Plus to continue telling these stories. And then COVID hit and it just completely changed the way it was come in the order it was coming out, but the fact that they've done WandaVision, the fact that we're getting Falcon and the Winter Soldier in less than 24 hours, actually less than 12 hours, we're getting Falcon and the Winter Soldier. He sounds like his hands are tied. He's like, I can't slam this into park again. Yeah, I, 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 I do and don't feel bad for him. From at a the bit, same from time. a business stand, from a business standpoint, he's getting ready to start doing his 
like telling the story that was supposed to be told a year ago. And I and I agree with you. That is not a, that is not an angle I thought about. Of he's probably like our system is going to crash, trying with even with a paywall of people trying to see this. If it only goes streaming, we have to commit to a theatrical run. But at what point do I buckle and finally put this on Disney Plus? It's because I I think I think he might even try actually having a higher paywall on it to. Not deter people from watching it on Disney Plus, but to incentivize going to the theater. Oh, hey, interesting. I never thought about it like that because usually streaming is cheaper than a movie ticket. Oh, I like ah reverse engineer that. I like that idea actually. Yeah. I don't like that idea. I don't want to pay a bunch, but I'm just saying I wouldn't be shocked if they did that. Like, we don't have we don't have the the mainframe software or whatever to handle the, the surge of this. So what do we do? Right. Um, yeah. It wouldn't, I wouldn't, I don't want him to do that and I'm not encouraging him to do that. I wouldn't be shocked if that happened. Yeah. I, I do and don't feel bad for him at the same time. Cause like, yeah, he, what a great problem to have. He's for real though. It really is like he, He's just like a chicken with his head cut off at the beginning of this, like everybody is. But now, over a year later, and this is basically the only holdover besides 007 that hasn't at least established a plan to come out yet. Because they, 00- dug, their, they dug their heels really hard in on this one. Well, yeah, like, they're still. They, it's almost. It's almost. They dug their heels in so hard that they almost can't morally undo do what they said they they are sticking to may 7th though i double checked it is may 7th that they've said that it will at least be in theaters but even with this but this quote that we literally just read that's not even permanent like they have that slot commitment with the movie theaters but the fluidity of the situation that he's not making any more solid on his own just he's just the fact that he said just the fact that he said it's going to be a last minute thing. I mean, yes, last year we saw last minute pulls from theaters. But in the normal movie industry, it's a calculated move. I don't think Disney would last minute yank out of theaters like that. I think it's a last minute decision of the exclusivity to going to theaters is what I think he's getting at. And I, it's purely speculation. I could be 100% wrong. But to me, his comment screams, I'm talking about exclusive rights to theaters, not the movie actually coming out. Because they just started the machine back in motion, and it was so hard to put it in a screeching halt the first time, he can't afford to do it a second time. Yeah. I I, I honestly have no idea, dude. This is... It's just so weird that of all the titles... It makes sense, though. Like, I noted, it's it's the brand. It's literally the Marvel brand's fault that it's taking this long because there's so much at stake with this. So yeah. I I get it, but at the same time, it's like, dude, everyone else got their shit together in a year. Like, what is the holdup with this? Like, come on. I get your Disney, but even you guys, you guys sh- theoretically should have been the first people to, like, really establish, like, the new norm. But it's it's whatever. <sighs> It's it's one of those things, like I said, from the beginning, they were dedicated to getting this thing into theaters. 
And I don't know, like we talked about other movies, there might be like issues with the, this has to get a theatrical run. We're not allowed to release it straight to streaming that we don't know about. Maybe that's speculation, but it's one of those things where there might be some stuff. There probably is a lot of business things that, and legal things that we don't know happening behind the scenes, but Oh, there could be from a, from a, from a public, like, like a PR perspective. It's one of those things where you dug your heels in so hard of we are dedicated to getting this to theaters. Doubling back on that is is kind of a blow to your public image. Like even if you give the public what they want, it kind it gives the impression of if we put enough pressure on them, they will bow to us even if they're as big as Disney. Right now they're just in like we're going to take a black eye from this. Just how bad is the black eye going to be? Like, honestly, at this point, like, I think this is just all damage control now. Like, making sure it still gets out there, they still make money from it, and just try to mitigate the fallout as as best they can. What if, yeah. here, let me play devil's advocate. What if, what if Black Widow is actually crap? And that's why they're being so, like, what wishy-washy with getting it out there is because it's actually terrible. <laughs> I I'm again I've said it with multiple things. They've they've got such a good track record. I'm I'm until they start having a track record of dropping the ball, I'm not going to be super concerned, but Oh yeah, no. I I'm not saying it I'm not saying it is, but I just this little thought experiment of just like what if Black Widow's just bad and they don't want to put it out there. <laughs> well, the other the other thing too, we talked about at some point you lose your audience, you lose your captive audience because a lot of people really, I feel like a lot of the momentum going for the Black Widow movie was the fact of her demise in Endgame and the fact that we never got her true movie. And it's like, okay, we're going to finally get the thing we've been waiting for. And now we've kind of had time to be like, you know what? Really? Who cares at this point? Like the momentum going for this movie has, and for all movies have come to a halt, but this movie could be drastically hindered by the momentum stopping for it. Yeah. From a from a performance like a box office performance standpoint, well, and the, the, they they obviously were going to be worried about like the I, I I hate perpetuating this, but like female led movies like some do make less money, so they have to think about that too. Like if that came true again, like and then all the internet hate on top of that too, like people pooing on Wonder Woman, the female Ghostbusters, like it's. <laughs> The movie, the the movies, not the actual characters. I'm not saying that's a big factor, but it's it's something that is real and kind of can't be ignored. You know what I mean? Like, is it it technically is part of the, the 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 reaction that you have to account for. Like when you're not when you're also looking at the the best time to to release it for the the profit margin. So yeah, I God, I don't know, but I, <laughs> but I I I just want to say this is one of the few times where my interpretation is pretty firm i very much believe and i will be very shocked if that movie is moved again i think i think he's strictly speaking about we might have to put it on on disney plus because it's consumers like we we saw it with tenant tenant was supposed to be the theater savior and consumers were like you're open doesn't mean i want to go there yeah, I mean, we are in a different, in a slight, it's, we are in it's, a slightly it's one better of those spot, things. It's but... one of those things where I think he's learning from seeing what happened with Christopher Nolan of like, damn, even Christopher Nolan couldn't save the movies. And we have to stop living in this fantasy world of the theaters are open, people will go. You have to start living in the now of the situation, of the situation. Yeah. Granted, 
Granted, the, uh, the COVID situation is in a much better space than it was when Tenet came out. But you have to learn from what happened back then. Of You can't just assume because the theaters are finally open again, people are going to go back. It is not that. It is not a correlation of that. Yeah. Or it's not a causation. It's, or was it correlation doesn't cause causation? It's that is not that is not going to cause people going to theaters just because they're open. People are not comfortable going and sitting in, in buildings with recirculated air when there is an airborne virus that they just are like, yeah, I'm not comfortable. Right. It's not going to happen. And it didn't already. Yeah, I I honestly don't don't know what else to really add to that, really. So let's go to the, the next Marvel story real quick. This is just a small, small thing. But um, Kevin Feige... Uh, he was talking to Entertainment Weekly about the potential return of Chris Evans as Captain America. He said, quote, I rarely answer no to anything anymore because things are always surprising me with what happens. But that rumor, I think, was dispelled rather quickly by the man himself, Feige told Entertainment Weekly. The latter half of his response refers to Evans tweeting news to me. Shortly after his would-be return began making red, white, and blue waves across the internet. This is kind of a non-story to me, really. I I, 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 I feel like Monty summed it up best when he was talking about it um, on his personal page where he said, Kevin Feige doesn't really give definites, but the fact that he gave a definite on this one, just take it as like God's honest truth. Yeah, I, I, yeah. But other, other than that, it's not much to elaborate on because nothing was ever formally announced. It's just, it's just an official dispelling of a rumor. Yeah, the idea of him coming back is cool. Like, that'd be awesome if he could or wanted to or whatever the main factor is. Probably just him wanting to. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's just kind of cool. A little clickbaity, like, oh, that'd be nice to have him back. But we have all these other movies that he was in that we could just rewatch. Like, I just, you know, I just kind of. I put it on here because it's kind of an interesting little thing, but eh. Yeah. It's what it is. Uh, if he does come back, I mean, we're not gonna we're not gonna be upset. So <laughs> the uh, the last story that we have before our single trailer to talk about in Trailer Talk, Movie Pass. You were, if any of you remember Movie Pass, it was the service where you paid I think it was twenty bucks a month and you could see literally as many movies in the movie theaters as you want every day of the week. Did you? Did you get concession rewards too? Because I've heard rumors of the or like people talk about like they would get like crazy amounts of free popcorn and soda with it too. I think they were in the. I think those were in the works. Um, I vaguely remember the CEO talking about how uh, like discounts with uh, the, like restaurants and uh, concessions and things like that were going to be a part of it to help kind of recoup the money of people seeing movies for like free, quote unquote, even though they were paying twenty bucks a month. Uh, but obviously that didn't come to fruition because, of course, when people are only paying 20 bucks a movie and they're seeing movies near daily or even three movies, more than one movie a month, that is not cost effective for your company. So they folded in 2019 and now the MoviePass website has a countdown timer that says something is coming in as of this taping three days. So on Monday, the 22nd. Uh, if I did my math right, um, <laughs> this Monday, they will be announcing possibly a return. We don't know. I, God bless them if they want to try this experiment again. 
but probably it's just going to be the same name and not that. At least that's my prediction. I because they they you fail that at the first time. What are you going to do different? I I I don't know. I'm excited it, to see what al- happens. It almost makes me think that they're going to try and do AMC A list, but for like multiple theater chains. I pot possibly. That's not a bad idea. Like I I don't I I I I don't know. I'm really curious. I don't or have it's a- like. Sub- subscribe to us you get amc a list but you can do it at like regal or you can do it at alamo draft house you can do it at uh good rich quality theaters and you get three three movies a week uh for x amount of money and stuff like that that's the only thing i can think they're doing it, it does not make a lot of sense for them to come back in my opinion no, it doesn't. It they they really shouldn't because now when they because now if they have this idea that's actually going to make them money, it's it it can't be the same product. It cannot be the same thing for the consumer. It's either going to be a slightly diluted version that is ridiculously expensive, or it's going to be affordable, but it's only going to be like one or two movies a well, week. Like it's it's well, not going to be other, the, it's not going to be worth the it. Other- the other thing too, it's it's hard to come out with a subscription service similar to Movie Pass or similar to AMC Plus and unveil it now because consumer behavior is not normal. Yeah, no, that's it's that's it is, another it fair is, point. It is it is so far from normal, you can't gauge true success off of it. Releasing this at the tail end of the pandemic doesn't. I get I can see in theory like you want to lay the groundwork now so like things just keep getting better and better and you're looking like at the long game but this is still a little too early for that I think it's you've, just a little got, too you've, early you've got to see how people react to to being able to have freedom again um and it's just you're too you're too early to generalize consumer behavior to right. where it's like, oh yeah, we could make a profit off people going to see this if they pay us this much money. It's like, who's seeing multiple movies a week in theaters right now? Not a demographic that's worth investing in. I I can say yeah. that much. Not even I'm going to the movie theaters like, right now. I haven't been to the like movie we've, theaters we've, since. Tenet. We've talked. We've uh, last night we were making kind of firm plans for seeing Kong versus Godzilla in theaters. Uh, Dan, it's not the first one since when we went and saw Tenant, but this will be the first movie I see in theaters since we saw Tenant in freaking September. Oh. Or it- October. October. This will be the yeah. first movie I see in theaters since October. It's, and that movie is going to be, uh, a- April. That's going to be in April. Yeah, we, I, I, I've only, I haven't been to the theater. You haven't been since October. I only haven't been since november i went to our local film film festival here and i saw uh rear window i haven't been to the theaters in four months that was november was the last time i went to the movie theater and these and and this is from people that were seeing movies in theaters like two to three to sometimes four movies in a week in theaters for well over a year well i mean we are kind of the outlier like that but like it's just but people just, saying, just people going just once saying, a week like we're, their date we're night. The people, yeah. We're the people that should be looking to get back to theaters as fast as possible. And even we're like we're holding off until unless it's something so spectacular we feel we have to see it on the screen like the uh special effects ejaculation that will be Kong versus Godzilla. 
And we're like, we have to see this in IMAX. We can't see it at home. I'm still pissed at you. We didn't see Tom and Jerry together. No. <laughs> <laughs> that could still happen, but you already watched it. Yeah. I, <laughs> I yep. I, I could talk about that later, but <laughs> yeah, it's, but honestly, it's, I, I, I can't wait. I'm kind of mad that we have to tape this early. Obviously we're going to be talking about that. Um, obviously we're going to be talking about that next week. Um, but, uh, oh, the last thing, uh, before we go into the trailers, uh, cause I know we're already going a little longer than we usually do for the news. Um, before trailers, <laughs> now I can say what I want to say. The Oscar nominees did come out. Um, I did not ignore them here on purpose. I literally have just had a brain fart, but I cannot let us close out the show without mentioning it. Uh, the Oscar nominees came out. Um, a lot of surprises, obviously. Um, this foreign film that I loved another round was up for Best Director. Um, <laughs> Amazon did make a big splash with uh, a couple films nominated for Best Picture, but um, uh, I... I know, Nick, that you don't care about the award season. I just wanted to get it on the record that, yes, I did see the Oscar nominations and geeked out a little bit. But I will ask you real quick, of the movies that got nominated, obviously we didn't see them all yet. I, not even I have seen them all yet. But of all these movies, I just want to know which one you would pick for Best Picture. The nominees are The Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, The Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago 7. For me, I... I saw so bi- few of those. I have a hard time picking. Uh, did I... Did I spaz out while I was reading the titles? No. Okay. Um, I'm not putting an edit note in anyway, but... Um, I saw... I only saw, like, two... Of two or three of those movies, so I have a hard time picking. But I would say Judas and the Black Messiah, I guess. Yeah, I, I'm personally kind of mad that my favorite movies of the year is not on here. But um, but what, it, what were they? Okay, what were they again? Just to, just to make sure I'm not like leaving out something I thought was amazing. Uh, the Father, neither of us have seen Judas and the Black Messiah. Mank, I've seen. Minari, neither of us have seen. Nomadland, we did on the show. Promising Young Woman, neither of us have seen it. Sound of Metal, I watched while I was on uh, COVID, and uh, Trial of the Chicago 7 we did for the show. Okay, I've seen three of those movies. Trial of the Chicago 7 is nowhere near there, and I didn't like Nomadland as much as I liked uh, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. But I did not see see all of those. Like, I saw half of that list. Yeah, this is a... I I, I mean, trust me, I... This This is a really strange year. Trust me, I love Judas, Nomadland, and Sound of Metal. Like, we are going to watch it on the show eventually, but I did just want to see it, so sorry I jumped ahead of it. But <laughs> I honestly, like, it. none of these are better to me than some of the other movies we've seen uh, in the past year. So it's it's not apprehensive in the sense that I don't love Judas and the Black Messiah, but that would be my vote too. That Of these movies, I would pick Judas over Nomadland. Yeah. Even though Nomadland's going to win the award, but anyway, um, when the actual award ceremony com- uh, happens next month, I will probably geek out more about it. Uh, but yeah, the nominees came out. I just wanted to remind everybody that yes, I did see it since Nick obviously wasn't going to go out of his way too. <laughs> no. All right. So the last thing we like to close out the show with is trailer talk. We did find one trailer to talk about. It is 
Concrete Cowboy. It is a Netflix film coming out on April 2nd. And yes, I did add it to the calendar, even though that is Kong versus Godzilla week. Uh, it stars Eardus Elba. And it is about a group of people in uh, this this uh, this suburb that are modern day cowboys. Um, and the main part of the story is like this estranged father son drama. I I mean that's all. I mean that's more or less what I took from the trailer. The trailer didn't really get like way more elaborate than that. But hey, it's from Lee Daniels. He made Precious and a lot of other great uh, African American movies. I I'll give it a shot. I, I think it looks good. And it, I mean, hey, Yerdus Elba's in it. It can't be that bad. <laughs> I'll I'll give it I'll give it a shot. But at the exact same time, it looks like it has the potential to be so ridiculously stupid. It's hilarious. I I it could be. I wouldn't be surprised if it was coming out in April because it's not that great and it's overly melodramatic and things like that. Like I kind of get vibes of that from it, but. But, I mean, it's on Netflix. I mean, it's probably not going to be longer than two hours at the more, at the most. So I, I, I'll give it a shot. I don't know if we'll get it on the calendar, but um, I have it marked just in case. Even though, again, it is during Kong versus Godzilla. So, <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, with that, then I guess. Uh, sorry, we don't have any more trailers to talk about. We may try. To, we may get more next week, but we're kind of beholden to the internet. So, how about y'all send us some and we'll talk about them. Uh, <laughs> But with that, that is all we have for this Brownie Bites news update. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to remind you what we got going on this week. We'll be right back. All right. Three. One. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to this news update episode. Thank you to Isla Murph and Fuge for the bumper music as well. <laughs> uh, guys, we got a very, very busy week coming up for you guys. We have our two reviews like we usually do, but we are also kicking off Fast and Furious Family Fridays. Our... <sighs> Our bonus series recapping the entirety of the Fast and the Furious franchise, including Hobbs and Shaw to close it all out eight weeks out from now. That's right. You're getting a re-review. Yeah, we don't do that that often, but we also don't do recaps that often. So, uh, yeah, we figured we'd do that for you guys, uh, especially with Fast 9 coming out uh, relatively soon. So, I to show you I'm serious, uh, by the time you guys will see this or listen to this, you'll have seen that I now own... All eight of the Fast and the Furious movies in glorious 4K, so I'm in it for the long haul. Um, the review for Too Fast, Too Furious comes out this Friday. Uh, Fast and the Furious came out already uh, last Thursday. No, the Fast and the Furious. Fast and the Furious is Fast 4. Wait, that's Fast and Furious, isn't it? Yeah, Fast and Furious, not Fast. You, you have to say the when you talk about the first movie because you can confuse it with another movie. Right. The Fast and the Furious came out last week. Seriously, why can't we just use numbers anymore? I, I, I don't know. They they put they, Fast Five at least had five in the title. So I, but yeah, it's, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's a little bonus thing that we're doing for you guys. Um, our regular reviews are coming out, well, like normal, <laughs> on Tuesday 
it is our review of um oh my god why am i brain farting we already taped it that's why i forgot cherry (laughs) tuesday is the review of the apple tv plus movie from the russo brothers anthony and joe and starring tom holland it's cherry that will be out on tuesday and then nick remind everybody where we are taking the time machine for our review on thursday we're gonna go see grandma's boy back in 2006 yep 2006 don't ever throw gang signs up like that again um and there is a special too fast too furious easter egg in grandma's boy which is why it was picked for this week yes 2006 happy madison production oh that was facebook brownie points guide to cinema instagram brownie <laughs> underscore points underscore guide twitter at brownie underscore cinema as well as brownie points guide to cinema at gmail.com the show logo the bowl of popcorn with a brownie in it is the profile picture for everything Make sure you're sending us countdown ideas or Brandy Bites ideas, whether they're countdowns to do, uh, topics to discuss, or movie trailers to review, as well as movies to do, whether they are in theaters or streaming, new releases or time machines. We're both on Letterboxd. I don't know my screen name, but Dan's is capital D, Brownie49. Uh, if you can find me, good luck. Um, and then uh, send us written reviews, whether they uh, on whatever platform you listen to us on. I'm actually going to look it up because we did get told by Shane that he sent in a review and it was waiting for approval whatever that means um so i'm gonna see if it went through today brandon pines go to cinema it was just it was just making sure that you didn't have uh excessive swearing or anything in it i bet oh my god oh my god it's actually there it's there oh my god what is it it says there it is quoting the beer pop enjoyable adjective Giving pleasure or con- contentment to the mind or senses. Two, providing amusement or enjoyment. Agritable agitahivo. So I'm assuming he's saying that we're enjoyable, but at the exact same time, giving pleasure or contentment to the mind or senses can also be described as olive gardening. <laughs> but thank you, Shane. That is awesome. He, so, actually, he actually wrote that last part. No, I I said the last part, but oh, um, <laughs> I was gonna say, oh my god, that's the best but, review. <laughs> see, listeners, it doesn't take long, and I'll read your on air. So do that. Oh my gosh, thank you so much, Shane. That is that is very sweet of you to to do that. And yes, um, thank you. <laughs> and thank you for going ahead and jumping into that because I was just kind of meandering with thoughts on Grandma's Boy. Um, <laughs> guy. Guys, we will always be here in your ears on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Anchor.com, and all other major podcasting platforms around the globe. Guys, I actually did a check because I'd just been going off the cuff, and we actually have a three-way tie for who listens to us the most outside of the United States. It is between Ireland and Canada, and I thought I had it written down what the third one was, so I am panicking to pull it up here. But against Ireland and Canada, it is, I wanted to say the Netherlands, uh, the United Kingdom. All three of you are at neck and neck, second place behind the United States for grabbing our attention. So over the next week, I want to see you all duke it out, uh, get on it, listen to all of our old episodes. And I want to see a winner next week between Canada, the United Kingdom, and Ireland is who is our favorite, uh, (laughs) who is our favorite foreign country. So get on that guys 2021 has been pretty good so far 
it will only get better if we continue to wear our masks, wash our hands, open our ears and our heart, and give a damn about each other. That is the only way that this year will be better than 2020. This week, guys, remember, on Tuesday, we have Cherry. Thursday, we have Grandma's Boy. And then Friday is the start of Fast and Furious Family Fridays with Too Fast, Too Furious. We'll see you then. Since we call sexual acts olive gardening, does that mean that a hooker is a waitress or a waiter? That's mm, that's too broad. Um, it's gotta have it's gotta have a pun in it. They um, no, mm, I have to get back to you on that. I can't think of a good pun. A salad seasoning. A salad. A... <laughs> I think I have to censor what I want to follow up with that. <laughs> and I am done. In terms of, like, the girth of the fart, it's pretty good. Yaw, it's got a good... It's pretty good. And then, like, just, like, the substance... The only thing that we can't judge it on is smell, and that's kind of sad. It's not a long fart, but it's a girthy fart. <laughs> yeah, it's... It's it's pretty potent pop out of the ass, so... Why do you look ashamed? 